0: been a blessing uh, to be here and uh, I'm grateful for that Um, so are we a mirror on the wall this morning or are we a light a candle? Are we letting that candle shine? Have we hit it under a bushel? Um, Just uh, thoughts that stood out to me, I guess. Um, I like the analogy of that William shared uh, concerning us being a light and I hope to refer to that uh, later on. Um, So, I'd like to share a little bit on worship this morning. um, I was, again, uh, well, you know, some of the things that we've shared uh, fit into. This is what I have prepared. Um, So, I guess, thinking of worship, what is worship? Um, And so, we understand that there's there's many ways that worship is being done today. Um, You know, the Hindus worship many gods. The Muslims uh, worship ritualistic, five times a day. They pause and all turn their faces toward Mecca, as I understand it. Uh, That's their way of worshiping. The Buddhists worship chanting before uh, the idol of Buddha, um, I was in a Buddhist temple one day, and it creeped me out. I, I am very thankful that that we have the opportunity of worshipping the God of heaven. So Israel worshipped the God of heaven. Um, they had they had God's truth. Um, they worshipped with sacrifices, which we no longer need. Um, not, not criticizing their worship. They worshipped as God instructed them to, um, as long as they were faithful. Anyway, we know also that they they turned away from God and and worshipped the heathen idols. But. Um, while they were faithful, they worshipped God in the way that He instructed them. Um, in studying, I, uh, you know, the the Samaritans worshipped, um, but they did not really have the truth. They did not understand. Um, Jesus told the the woman at the well, uh, uh, ye, "You know not, you worship." you know not what. You know, they were not clear in their worship. Okay, so that's just a sampling, you know. Um, and that's not what we're really interested in. That you know, we're not we're not wanting to look into other forms of worship to pattern our own because we have the true worship uh, from God in His Written Word um, and we actually have a, an aversion to those other forms of worship and, and I think that is a good thing, you know, it's um, we're, we're just not at all comfortable uh, in, in thinking of worshiping in uh, those other religions. Um, so we are called to worship God in spirit and in truth um, that taken from John 4 which we'll be looking at verses 22 to 24 but before we go there um, let's take a look at 1 Corinthians 1 verses 22 and 23 and um, For the Jews require a sign. The Greeks seek after wisdom. But we preach Christ crucified unto the Jews a stumbling block and unto the Greeks foolishness. Okay, so um, the, the, the misbelief of society, you know, seeking for a sign or um you know seeking after wisdom how does paul say um um ever seeking after knowledge but never attaining the truth i, I can't quote it now um So these few verses speaking against the misbelief of, of society, um, we need to guard against that ourselves, you know um, there's times when we, we strongly desire um, to know God's will and, and we're tempted to, Look for signs. Um, and I believe that, that rather than looking for a sign, um, we rest in the assurance of God's spirit, the comfort of his spirit and his direction in, in guiding us through life. Um, and that—that that is what I believe. Um, others may, you know. If you think of signs, you think my mind automatically goes to. Uh, can't get his name. The. Yes, and his, his wool. Um, so there we have a pattern of, of asking for a sign, but um, I believe that that we do well to to uh, connect with God's spirit and and find peace with God in what we are doing. Seeking, um, and then the the Greeks seek after wisdom, um, and you know we we also desire to to be um, strengthened, to be led in uh, in the wisdom of God. Um, but the tendency is to to seek after the wisdom of man. That is what comes naturally, um, and I think that is probably what the Greeks were seeking. You know, the the Greeks are known today still, the ancient Greeks, uh, for their wisdom. They they sought after that in a in a carnal way. Um, we seek to surrender our will. For God's will, embrace it, and rejoice in His providence. I think our our um, our drive, our um, the the thing that that helps us on is to uh, to seek after. Um, The, the will of God, rather than the wisdom of man. Okay, so um, let's turn to Psalm 100. And this is just a short psalm, but maybe you could stand and I'll read this and then comment on it. Um, this, this as a mental preparation for worship. Um, So Psalm 100, make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all ye lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. Know ye that the Lord, he is God. It is he that hath made us, and not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him, and bless his name. For the Lord is good, his mercy is everlasting, and his truth endureth to all generations. Okay, you may be seated. Um, so, that is a, a, a beautiful passage, and, and as we... Um, as we worship God, a, a an expression of of thanksgiving is appropriate. It it uh, it sets our mind to to be grateful for what God has done, and to to uh, honor Him and and glorify Him. Okay, in Colossians 2, um, we have a few verses, um, verses 16 to 19. Let no man therefore judge you in meat or in drink, or in respect of the holy day, or of the new moon, or of Sabbath days, which are a shadow of things to come, but the body is Christ let no man beguile you of your reward in involuntary humility and worshiping of angels intruding into those things which he hath not seen vainly puffed up by his fleshly mind and not holding the head from which all the body by joints and bands having nourishment ministered and knit together increaseth with the increase of God. So um from Study Helps, this is, um, well, the, the Bible here says freedom from re- legalism. Okay, so our worship is not a, a legalistic thing um, like, you know, Let no man judge you in meat or in drink, in respect of holy day or new moon or Sabbath days. You know, it, it's not those rituals that uh, make up our worship. Um, it's not, it's not voluntary humility. Um, I think that we've tasted that in life. You know. the the voluntary humility that people exercise, that is not the worship God is looking for. Um, I find the the next clause there, and worshiping of angels intruding into those things which he hath not seen, vainly puffed up by his fleshly mind. I I find that interesting um, that that man would, by the worshiping of angels, intrude into the things which he has not seen. Um, I I can't expound on that necessarily, but um, the worshiping of angels is not the worship that God desires. But I think 19 now expresses that, what God wants holding the head head being capitalized here which I take as uh, the head being Christ okay so um, what it's saying is that these who worship angels are not are not uh, holding up exalting Christ from which the, the entire body is nourished and and ministered by and um, increases with the increase of God um, okay, Revelations 22 uh, 8 and 9 More on worship of angels. Um, And I, John, saw these things and heard them. And when I had heard and seen, I fell down to worship before the feet of the angel which showed me these things. (coughs) Then saith he unto me, See thou, do it not. For I am thy fellow servant, and of thy brethren the prophets. And of them which keep the sayings of this book, worship God. Okay, so it's clear that uh, God is the one whom we worship, uh, not man, not uh, not angels, not um, not the rituals devised by man. Uh, we don't worship in. And, uh you know the the keeping of holy days and so forth so how then um so um again back to uh, John 4 where Jesus told the woman at the well, that uh, there's a time coming when um, you no longer need to go to Jerusalem. Um, John 4, verse 20, starting 21. Jesus saith unto her, Woman, believe me, the hour cometh when ye shall neither in this mountain nor yet at Jerusalem worship the Father. Ye worship ye know not what. We know what we worship, for salvation is of the Jews. But the hour cometh, and now is, when the true worshipers shall worship the Father in spirit and in truth. For the Father seeketh such to worship him. God is a spirit, and they that worship him (coughs) must worship him in spirit, and in truth. So, from this we realize that we, today, need to worship God in spirit and in truth. And um, what William shared concerning um, the light and and the analogy of, of God being the light and or the sun and we the moon uh, we reflect God's light uh, and yet we also uh, are called to be a light um, I I agree with what was uh, taught in that and so it it actually um, So I would say we do both. You know, we reflect. Uh, we reflect God in our life, but we also uh, shine a light uh, from our spirit. Okay, so if if we. Th- if we apply that now to our worship, um, God is a spirit, and to worship Him, we must connect with Him in spirit, and so our spirit connects with God's spirit uh, in our worship to Him. That that is the worship that that God um, has always desired, um, and. We know that during the, the early dispensation um, it was not quite that way. But I think, I do believe that because of sin, there was a, a detour, let's say, to, to bring the people to the point where um, they worship him. In spirit and in truth. Um, so, what does that look like? What does worshiping God in the spirit look like? what What is meant by that statement? And um, the the rest of what I want to share is is taken from other people's work Um, I have basically it's like three articles um, that I want to share from I will not read it all the main theme to bear in mind is that God is a spirit and those who worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. Um, So this is... um, expounding on on John 4, those several verses, 22 to 24, 21 to 24. Um, it, this article says that um, there were three things that, um, that Jesus pointed out uh, in that passage. And the one was that there will no longer be a set place to worship. Like the Samaritans had their place of worship. Um, The Jews went to the temple to worship. The time is coming when when that is no longer in effect. Uh, That was the first thing he said. Okay, the next thing was um, that the, the Samaritans' uh, knowledge is, is incomplete. Um, you have been the victim of garbled truth. You have some truth, but there is much error mingled with it. You have been misled. Uh, that was the Samaritan state. And so, you know, that can happen to us as well. Um, so we need to, to keep pressing forward um, as we were already taught this morning, too. Um, and Then the, the third thing, which is the, the part of worshiping God in spirit and in truth. Um, so I'll just read what he says here. Here is what true worship is. True worship is done in your human spirit. It is what we call worshiping from the heart, and it must be in truth. It must be honest, not a put-on. It is not something you do with your body while your mind is somewhere else. Worship is what you mean with all your heart. When we sing hymns, God is not interested in our just-mouthing words. He is interested in our hearts, meaning what we sing. Most of our hymns are hymns of worship, prayer and praise addressed to God. They are to come from the heart. So we are to sing with meaning. So, um, I certainly can connect to what he is saying here um And I expect that we all can, you know, the songs that we've sung from our childhood, um, we can sing along without the help of our books or uh, and our minds can can be totally um, absent from the actual words. We know how that is. We also know how it is to, uh, for our hearts to, to well up in gratefulness, um, provoked by the words of the song, and um, that, I think we would all agree that, that is much more fulfilling, and and the reason being is that that our spirit is is worshiping God uh, when we can when we can connect like that um, Okay still referring to the hymns that we sing they are come from the heart so we are to sing with meaning. they are to come from the heart so we are to sing with meaning. God is seeking such to worship him. In every congregation, God is looking for those who mean what they are singing, who from the heart are saying these things to him. That is what worship is. And the reason it is worship is because it is in line with God's own nature. God himself is a spirit. He is invisible and we too are spirit, in the innermost part of our being. Therefore, worship is the joining together of spirit with spirit. How true are the words of the old hymn. Speak to him then, for he heareth, and spirit with spirit can meet. Closer is he than breathing nearer than hands and feet. I am not familiar with that hymn, but I'm blessed with those words. Um, So it is from a true heart and through the leading of God's Spirit, normally when some aspect of God and truth is revealed to our hearts, whether it is seeing ourselves and our own need once again, or seeing what Jesus has done for us once again, or seeing the majesty of God once again. The Spirit of God works in our heart to spontaneously give something back to the one who is due all honor and glory and majesty, our Savior, Jesus Christ. So that is a, a vital point in worshiping God in spirit. Um, that our, our heart spontaneously gives back to the one who is due all honor and glory and majesty. But this article uh, is titled Worship, in Spirit and Truth uh, by David Mathis. Uh, I found this from uh, DesiringGod.org. Um, again, using uh, John 4, 21 to 24 as the basis of this. Um, and he's broken it down to Um, uh, the the worship, heart and head. Um, true True worship, says Jesus, is in spirit and in truth. The truth part is plain enough. With the coming of Jesus, that truth centers on his person and work, the one who is himself, the truth. And the message about his saving accomplishments for us, which is the, the word of truth, the gospel. It is this word of truth by which we're given new birth. This word of truth that Christian workers endeavor to, to handle aright, and this truth that anchors and saturates worship, is and saturates worship that is truly Christian. But what about spirit? Is this our spirit, our spirit, or God's spirit? When when Jesus said, um, they that worship Him must worship Him, worship the Father in spirit and in truth. He's raising the question is that our spirit or God's spirit? Jesus' memorable statement in John 3 6 helps us. And John 3 6. that which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the spirit is spirit. Um, It's not either, or, but both, and. For those who are new creatures in Christ, our spirit owes its existence and vibrancy to the spirit of God. As John Piper writes, True worship comes only from spirits made alive and sensitive by the quickening of the Spirit of God. Okay, that is, that is key. True worship comes only from spirits made alive, our spirit made alive and sensitive by the quickening, the, the bringing back to life of the Spirit of God. Just a short statement, summing that up. God's spirit ignites and energizes our spirit. Um, the next is Bone and marrow, and I'll, I will just read kind of the key parts of that. Uh, worship must be vital and real in the heart, and worship must rest on a true perception of God there must be spirit and there must be truth. Truth without emotion produces dead orthodoxy and a church full or half full of artificial admirers. On the other hand, emotion without truth produces empty frenzy and cultivates shallow people who refuse the discipline of rigorous thought. But true worship comes from people who are deeply emotional and who love deep and sound doctrine. Strong affections for God, rooted in truth, are the bone and marrow of biblical worship." Um, and I greatly appreciate the way this is put together. Um in the past, we have um, heard teaching that does not quite put it together this way. Um, but um, the the thing of the heart was strongly emphasized, and the thing of the mind was was um, minimize Here we are taught that it takes both And I appreciate that um I, I think that's true um, there must be spirit coming from the heart and there must be truth an understanding, a knowledge of God and of his word, of his desire, of God's will. There there must also be knowledge. Um, So, again, truth without emotion produces dead orthodoxy and a church full of, or half full of, artificial admirers. On the other hand, emotion without truth produces empty frenzy and cultivates shallow people. So, the essence of true worship is not external, it's not the things that we do, but internal. Heart and head, emotion and thought, spirit and truth. Whether we're talking all of life as worship or corporate gatherings for worship, meaning what we have here this morning, (coughs) you know, whether, whether we're... We're worshiping God at work, at rest, or at church. It all needs to come uh, from the internal through heart and head, emotion and thought, spirit and truth. But while the external forms that our worship takes are not insignificant, they are not the essence. Okay, so the the thing of bowing our head or keeping silent or kneeling or, you know, joining hand in hand, those are not just insignificant, but they are not the essence. They are not the very core of our worship. They don't make it, and they shouldn't break it, the, the outward. True worship, is not centered on and coextensive with the forms, but flowing from the heart, spirit and truth. The externals do matter, but they are not the essence. They need not rule the day. So all in all, it's not what we do or don't do, with our hands or what someone else is doing or not doing but what we do with our hearts and minds because of the one who has captured our hearts and minds worship in spirit and in truth I'd like that that statement we worship in spirit and in truth because of the one who has captured our hearts and minds that brings me to the end of of what I have um, I I it is my desire that uh, that I can be more uh, worshipful uh, at work, at rest, or at church. Uh, our our worship uh, being spontaneous, a spontaneous expression of our spirit. Uh, connecting with the Spirit of God, and um, you know, just think of of uh, the the light of God uh, beaming into our souls, and and joining with us to to uh, offer praise, honor, and glory back to uh, the one who has captured our hearts and our minds. So, at this time I will open for testimony and remind you that Henry is not here to take that burden from you.